is an interesting thought. A colleague who just got their grant or manuscript rejected might be more committed to their academic career than the person who procrastinated on grant writing or manuscript submissions and waited for the perfect version or the perfect time. In this episode, we're going to talk about what it means if you're playing to win or failing by an action. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Welcome to the Academic Revolution Podcast, where we are creating a movement to change the future of academic medicine forever. I'm Inga Hoffman, a Harvard-trained pediatric hematologist, oncologist, and a passionate leadership coach with over 20 years of experience in academic medicine. This is the first podcast for academic physicians that will show you how to achieve higher productivity, become an impactful leader, and create a highly successful career doing what you love without sacrificing your personal life. You and I know that the traditional system is broken, so it's time to say no to the old publish or perish mentality and say yes to lasting change. Join me as we transform academic medicine from the inside out, one physician at a time, starting right here with the Academic Revolution Podcast. Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of the Academic Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Inga Hoffman, and I'm excited to talk about a different kind of topic today. And the title of this episode is, Are you playing to win or are you failing by an action? And this is a really important question to ask yourself in order to succeed in academic medicine, but also in your personal life. So let's dive right in. This episode is probably most aligned with Pillar number two, leadership identity, and pillar number three, mental mastery of the physician success DNA method. It is really a blend of the two of them, but heavily focused on mental mastery in our mindset. So let's chat about it. So over the years, I have observed in my own personal academic career, as well as that of people I've worked with and colleagues over the years, that a lot of us procrastinating on important projects. The important things like grant writing, manuscript writing, moving a project forward, maybe it's something in your personal life, often takes a back seat and we tend to procrastinate on these type of things for a number of reasons. I've talked about procrastination before because it is often a fear-based behavior. I want to really take it from the angle to compare what it means to take action and fail and move forward versus actually failing and compromising your career, your life, your goals, your dreams by inaction because of fear of failure. Using grant writing in this is probably a fairly good example. And I would challenge you to think about that the person who got their grant or manuscript rejected might be actually more committed to their academic career than the person who is procrastinating on their grant writing or their manuscript and just keep on pushing the timeline forward and forward because they just cannot get it done. It's really a matter of a mindset to play and go out to play and win. And you heard this probably said before that when you talk about grant writing or manuscript writing, I just use that in, as an illustration for today, but it could be really anything in your life that you want to achieve. Any goal you want to achieve, you have to play to win. It is a numbers game. If you know, let's say the 
NIH percentage for approval of grant applications in a certain category is X percent. You know how many people that apply eventually get the grant on the first or second submission. Then you know how many times you could calculate how many times you have to play, <laughs> meaning you have to submit a grant in order to win and succeed. And by that, I mean not like the lottery. You just submit some garbage. You submit a good product. So it is a numbers game. And a lot of times people are afraid to play the numbers game. And that's understandable because nothing is more deflating than getting a grant or manuscript rejected. That's never fun. And that can be very demoralizing because you take it personal, right? You linger over those emotions and you're like, man, I put so much work into this and see what it got me. I got no funded grant. I got rejected. And that is really painful. But oftentimes, lingering on those emotions will only set you back further. Lingering on the fact that you got rejected for a grant or a manuscript or you failed in something else will really compromise your career advancement more than anything else. Not only that, it will also block you from fulfilling your dreams and your ambitions as a physician and in your personal life as well. This is really true for everything. So I highly encourage you, don't linger on rejection or undesired outcomes when it comes to achieving your goals, your professional or your personal goals. It's easier said, I know, than done. But what happens a lot of times, people get so emotional about that and get so attached to a certain outcome that they did or did not achieve that it can be really hard when you didn't get that desired outcome, like a good fundable score or a manuscript got rejected, that it feels really deflating and can be very hard to get up on your feet. But you have to get up on your feet in order to move forward. And in fact, the people that succeed in life are the people that keep on pushing forward. We keep on trying. We keep on playing the game. We keep on trying and give it another try and give it another try. Persistence is a key part to success and perseverance is critical. So the same is true for any area of your life. Persistence and perseverance are key, whether that's in your academic career, whether that's in your personal life, whether that's in your your health goals, your wellness goals, whatever it might be, persistent is key. So you might say, well, Inga, that's easier said than done because it is really deflating to get a score or a not discussed on a grant application that is not suitable for funding or a manuscript rejected or any other goal that feels like you haven't accomplished. We really get emotional track down. I want to highly encourage you again not to linger on this emotion. It's it's okay to feel that emotion. It's okay to sense that, oh man, that really stung. That was really hard. But get back up on your feet. And how do you do that? How do you overcome that emotional drag? I think one thing that helps is think about it objectively versus focusing on your emotion. Objectively, you could say, well, if 100 people apply to this grant, only, let's say, 10% are going to get it on the first try. I'm just making up a number for easy math. Well, that tells you that chances are 90% will not get funded on the first try. A lot of these 90% are probably people that didn't put serious effort in it, like you, because I take 
that you would put serious effort in it. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be listening to this podcast. But not getting funded, therefore, if you are in the 90% camp, doesn't mean anything about you. It just is a numbers game, right? 100 people applied, 10% get funded. The other 90 people need to go for another round or many just throw the towel and quit. So when you get, for example, a grant rejection, all that means is the manuscript or the grant can probably be improved. There's probably something you can learn from it and you can give it another try. And the truth is, you already know this, that there is only a limited number of funds and a lot of good applications. So some people will win and some people will lose or better, I would say. They will fail forward. They will learn something that they can bring to the next step. Chances are there's pretty limited funding. So only so many people can actually get funded. Or if it's a manuscript, chances are there's always a reviewer that is perhaps unreasonable or not that great. There's nothing you can do about that. If you get emotionally involved in that, it will just drag you down and get you frustrated and get you bitter, resentful, and certainly not more productive. So we have to all learn to not take it personal, to kind of brush it off and say, okay, this is the reality, has nothing to do with me. Let me shift my focus and see what I can learn from this, see where I can focus now my energy to make this work despite or regardless of a rejection or a not so great score on a grant application. So again, focus on the objective things that you know, not on your subjective emotion. And where do those emotions come from? They come from your thoughts and those you can manage. It will take some skill and some practice, but you have to manage your thoughts and your train of thoughts and your thought process around these things when a grant or a manuscript gets rejected or a goal doesn't get accomplished. You can either say, oh man, I'm not good at this. I'm a bad writer. That's what I used to say. Oh, that reviewer is just so unfair. Then you blame somebody else. Or perhaps I'm just not cut out for this career. You might have all sorts of negative thoughts. And often those thoughts repeat themselves and become automatic habits. When we have one time a bad experience, we then will reference that over and over again next time we are in a similar situation. So we get thought patterns that can be really unhealthy and that can be certainly a way where we get held back and not accomplish our goals because we are trapped in these negative thought patterns. So your solution to interrupting these negative thought patterns often associated with your emotion because your emotions are driven by your thoughts is simply shift your focus. I know that sounds like so simple and too good to be true. And it is so simple, that is probably where the challenge lies for most of us. It is so simple that we think this could possibly not work. But I want to challenge you to give it a try. So next time you're stuck in negative emotions, in the challenge of, oh my goodness, this is really frustrating. This manuscript got rejected. I put so much work in it. Don't take it personal. Watch your emotions and then watch the thoughts that are coming up about you or about this project. Be very aware what you are thinking so that you can actually pay attention, increase your awareness about your own thoughts. Listen to them objectively 
and say, is this really true? And then upgrade your thinking and replace it with another better thought. So you could say, I'm a really terrible writer. I knew this is not going to work out. You beat yourself up and say, I knew this was too much of a time crunch. There was no way I can write a good grant. Or, oh man, this field is so competitive. No wonder I cannot submit a successful grant or get funded because the field is so competitive. These are a series of thoughts you could have about this. Or you could say, well, it was a really tight timeline. I'm so proud of myself that I tried it anyway. And now I have a foundation to go back to and try again and improve the product I have. And hopefully you even got some reviews and that will help you to make the writing product, whether it's a grant or manuscript, better. That's an upgraded thought on your negative thought patterns that can drag you down. Or you could say, wow, this field is really competitive. That means there is something exciting going on here. And I am part of an exciting movement in medicine or in science. And I'm just going to find my own way here. And I can learn from so many people because there's so many resources out there. So competitive is actually not always bad. See how you can change your thought pattern from a very negative self-focused and detrimental thought pattern to something still true, but better. The truth is often our negative thought patterns are based on what I recently read somewhere, somebody called fact lies. That means there is a point of truth to it. There are some facts associated, but the conclusion we are drawing from these facts is inaccurate or wrong or blatantly a lie that creeps up into our mind. And we often tend to believe these lies and tell them to ourselves repeatedly and redundantly and over and over again that we ultimately tend to believe those lies. And that's where things can become really detrimental and we dig ourselves a deep hole that is hard to climb out of. Sorry, I digressed here a little bit, but the key point is do not linger on your emotions. Be objective about your thought patterns. Analyze, watch, pay attention what you're thinking when you experience a rejection of any sort. We talked about professional rejections in our academic workplace, but it could be also an interpersonal one or a personal one. So just pay attention to that and then shift your attention, upgrade your thinking and replace those thoughts with something that is more meaningful and more helpful to you so that it is serving you and moving you forward. Now, this will not work the first time, but it will work over time as you repeat these type of exercises, become more aware, just the way you got into bad thought patterns about yourself or about your abilities or your grant writing record, you can over time adopt good thought patterns about all those abilities. It is just a matter of practice. And when you practice it, it becomes a habit and then it becomes automatic. So you don't have to think about it. So shift your attention. Because here's the thing, we cannot let our emotions run our life or the emotions will run us. This was very true for me. You can ask my husband about this. I used to be 
very grumpy in the morning. I'm just not a morning person and I very easily get triggered. I try to be in a good mood, but something happens and I easily take that maybe personal or get frustrated. It usually was associated something around my kids. I didn't feel appreciated. I got frustrated and then I got grumpy. And that was a horrible thought pattern and an emotional pattern and I literally had those morning emotions run my life and make everybody's life around me miserable every morning. And that was not very helpful. So I had to change that very intentionally by spending time by myself in the morning, by having some quiet time in the morning, by spending some time in prayer and being quiet and not be so attached to everything else and be actually a little bit more awake when I interact with everybody else. And that was so helpful. So now this rarely happens, thank God. So if you let your emotions run your life, they will run you and you will be tossed like a wave in the wind with every shifting or changing circumstance around you. I don't know about you, but that does not seem to be a very exciting life. That seems like we are constantly pushed and tossed around by any circumstances that can tip our emotion one way or the other. And that feels very out of control. And that's where a lot of people live. But again, there is a different way by replacing your emotions, being thoughtful about the thoughts that trigger those emotions and replacing and upgrading them with better thoughts. So focus instead on who do I need to be in this moment? What do I need to embody? One thing you can think about in terms of a grand or manuscript rejection, what would my future successful self that had already been successful in grand fandom or manuscript writing, if I would already be that successful person, how would I handle the situation now? How would I talk to myself now? What would I say to myself? Put yourself in that future successful self. And I would tell you, chances are you probably wouldn't beat yourself up. You would say, well, I've gotten many grants before. It's just one for the loss and next time it will be fine. So put yourself in that situation that can be really helpful. And what would you tell yourself in that moment? If you could go back in time, you probably would say, don't sweat it. It will eventually work out. Don't beat yourself up. You did your best. Try again and you will be successful. These are really helpful questions in the moment. And then what do you need to do to get back in the game? Upgrade your thought, may come up with a new plan, with a new strategy. Maybe there's something you learned along the way, how you went about the process of grant or manuscript writing. Maybe it was all a little rushed. Maybe it was too much nights and weekends. How could you do it differently so you're not so stressed out? And then what kind of characteristics and what kind of attitude you should bring forward to be successful moving forward? Maybe you're just feeling like, okay, I'm going to be more committed. I bring on a positive attitude, even if it's hard. Sometimes it feels a little constructed at first, but again, if you get in the habit of doing it, it will suddenly become natural to you, and that is a powerful way. So hopefully these tips help. Remember that a not funded grant or rejected manuscript is not the end of the world. It doesn't say or mean anything about you unless you give it a meaning, and watch your thoughts and your emotions, upgrade your thought pattern, practice it, and do it again. But the most important part is stay committed, which means 
you must stay in the game. That's why I said in the beginning, the person who just got their grant rejected, but keeps on playing is more committed than the person who says, I'm not even going to try. That person is chances are committed to not succeeding because that's what your actions show. So have a wonderful day. I wish you great success for your next grant, for your next manuscript or whatever other goals you have set for yourself in life. Talk to you next week. Hey there, friend. So many times people ask me how they can work with me directly or what other resources I have outside this podcast. And because of that, I created a special landing page that has all my relevant links, free resources, access to this podcast, or even coaching application or any upcoming programs that I'm offering all in one place for quick and easy access. To go there, go to ingahoffman.com. That is H-O-F-M-A-N-N. 1F2Ns.com forward slash links, L-I-N-K-S. Again, ingahoffman.com forward slash links. You can access all my resources there in one quick step. I highly encourage you to sign up for my email list on the bottom of that page as well. So you can get weekly updates about upcoming programs, a summary of this podcast, and other things that I'm doing. So have a wonderful day. See you there and talk to you soon.